Aurora of the Yukon, Chapter 12, The Devil's Punch Bowl. We can't let Mr. Cicero get away with it again. That's from my diary. White Horse, Yukon, September 23rd, 1898. Kip, D'Artagnan, and I walked all over town. We happened back to the corner of Front Street and Main Street, just as the young widow and her uncle were coming out of the White Pass Hotel. I couldn't see Mr. Cicero and Blackwell anywhere, so I ran up to them. You're in danger, I said. Mr. Cicero is a con man from Soby Smith's gang. They didn't know what to say at first, but then the widow said, I'm sorry, miss. I don't know any Mr. Cicero. She didn't seem to believe me. Oh, I said in frustration. I bet he's using a different name now. He's a big old fellow who looks like Santa. The uncle interrupted me. Miss, we don't have any time for silly girls' games. Run off now. Then they turned their backs on me and went back into the hotel. Kip grabbed my arm. I know what you mean. He calls himself Mr. Clancy now. He looks just like Santa Claus and wears fancy clothes. He owns the Copper Canyon mine a few miles out of town. The Copper Canyon? Exactly, I exclaimed. He must be planning to trick that lady out of her money and get out of town on the last boat tomorrow. Looks like she deserves to be tricked, said Kip. She was pretty rude to you. Never mind that. We can't let Mr. Cicero get away with it again. The police won't believe us either. Sam Steele is down in Dawson, and the constable here is really mean. But we've got to stop them today, I said. How far is it to the Copper Canyon? We ran along the trail towards Miles Canyon. Breathlessly, I told Kip everything I had heard Mr. Cicero say on the boat. Then Kip and I came up with a plan. D'Artagnan galloped beside us. There was a sign on the trail for Copper Canyon. It was uphill. The whole trip took us more than an hour. We were pretty tired when we got there, but we left the trail and slipped quietly through the bush. We snuck closer, looking through the leaves. Looks like no one is here, I said. We walked out carefully. There were some log cabins with big Copper Canyon signs on them and a big hole in the side of the mountain. It had little train tracks coming out of a big pile of rocks and dirt. Looks like a real mine. Let's go look in the attic, said Kip. What's an attic? It's an entrance to a mine. A shaft is a hole that goes straight down. An attic is a hole that goes sideways into a mountain that you can just walk in. I bent down to pick up something shiny, but Kip grabbed my hand. Never touch those. They're blasting caps. My friend played with one, and it blew his hand off. My dad says never to go near an attic or touch anything around a mine. It's super dangerous. Rocks can fall on you, or an old blasting cap can go off. We stepped carefully along the tracks into the attic. What's the deal, I said. This looks like a real mine. Maybe Mr. Cicero is really doing mining now. Maybe he learned his lesson. I don't think so, said Kip. Look at this. What do you notice about these train tracks? I looked at them. Then I realized. They're rusty. Exactly. No one's been doing any mining here this year. Did Mr. Cicero say they had good pay dirt this year? Yes. He's lying, we said both at the same time. Suddenly, we heard footsteps behind us. It was the widow. Why, look, it's that girl from the hotel, she said. Behind her were her uncle and Mr. Cicero. It's a trick, I shouted. This isn't a real mine, and he wants to steal your money, just like he stole ours. Mr. Cicero pretended to laugh, although I could see in his eyes that he was very angry. Children, this is no time for kids' games. Kit pointed at the tracks. This is no joke. These rails are rusty. They haven't been used all year. He turned to the widow. Any gold samples he's shown you are fake. What's this all about, said the uncle, turning to Mr. Cicero. It's not true, said Mr. Cicero, starting to get nervous. Well, no deal until we can get to the bottom of this, said the uncle. You won't get away with it this time, Mr. Cicero, I said. We're going to tell Sam Steele. Mr. Cicero roared in anger. I'd never seen him like that. Suddenly, he pulled a gun out of his pocket. No one's going anywhere. He pointed the gun right at me. I'm not getting chased out of town again because of you, Missy. He laughed. The heroine of Skagway, he sneered. That's a word I just learned. It means to say something while laughing in a really mean and nasty way. When I learned it, I knew it was the perfect word for Mr. Cicero. Well, you're not going to ruin things for me this time. 
I think it's time for a little accident. A few kids playing with blasting caps, then boom, and the rocks bury them and a poor widow forever. That would be real sad. He moved towards us. D'Artagnan snarled and leaped at him, right for his throat. But Mr. Cicero used his gun like a club and brought it down hard on D'Artagnan's head. Our dog jumped back. He was bleeding terribly from the mouth and one of his teeth was missing. He kept growling, but he had to back up as Mr. Cicero came closer to us. Run, I said. We can't, said Kip. The tunnel doesn't go any further. Stop! I reached down and grabbed a blasting cap. I'll throw this. You don't scare me, Missy. You'll never throw that. You might kill me, but the whole mine would fall in on your head. He started walking forward again, watching D'Artagnan carefully as the dog snarled at him. Told you, you'll never throw it. I didn't know what to do. What if the mine did blow up? Mr. Cicero quickly tied a rope around the uncle's hands and then the widow's. He tied the other end to a huge steel drill. Then he picked up some more rope and moved towards us. I told you that you'd never throw that blasting cap, he sneered again. I didn't know what to do. When suddenly I heard Kip shout, But I'll throw this! A rock the size of an apple flew past my ear. Kip was a great rock thrower. It hit Mr. Cicero right in the tummy. He gasped and bent over. I grabbed a rock too and hurled it at Mr. Cicero. It hit him right in the hand. His gun dropped to the ground. He cursed and reached down for it, but D'Artagnan sunk his teeth into Mr. Cicero's arm before he could reach it. D'Artagnan wrestled with Mr. Cicero, never letting go of his arm. Aurora, put down that blasting cap, said Kip, carefully. Then we ran out of the attic and down the trail. We were almost in the forest when D'Artagnan caught up with us. Then we heard Mr. Cicero shouting for Blackball Houlihan. Then a gunshot. I heard the bullet hit the trees of Bubuffs. Run, I shouted, faster. Kip and I ran like we had never run before. We thought we had lost Mr. Cicero, when suddenly we ran into a clearing. Blackball was on a horse on the other side. I heard him shouting to Mr. Cicero as we dived back into the trees again. It was horrible being chased by horses. Sometimes, if the forest was dense, we could go faster than them, but if there was any space between the trees, they would catch up to us right away. We ran for what seemed like forever. Kip wanted us to run down steep hills. He said it would be harder for the horses to follow us. But suddenly, we burst out of the forest and almost ran right into Miles Canyon. Kip, D'Artagnan, and I managed to stop just in time. Rocks from my shoes bounced over the edge and disappeared into the whirlpools far below. What should we do now? asked Kip. Before I could answer, Mr. Cicero and his horse burst out of the forest. Aha! he cried. He had his horse's reins in one hand and his gun in another. No escape now. We looked for places to run, but we were trapped at the edge of Miles Canyon. Time for your accident, kids. Blackball, come, tie up their hands. Do we have to kill them? said Blackball. He was scared too. Blackball, you fool, snarled Mr. Cicero. We've got to, now that they've seen us kidnap the widow at the mine. You mean they saw you kidnap the widow, said Blackball. I was shaking with fear. D'Artagnan was standing in front of us, growling and baring his teeth. Mr. Cicero was staring right at me. He didn't notice Blackball slip quietly into the trees and run away. I looked down at my feet. There was a big wooden plank. I had an idea. Make sure you think two moves ahead, I thought, just like Kip had taught us in chess. I held out my hands as if for Mr. Cicero to tie them up. That was my first move. He looked around for Blackball, but Blackball was gone. Mr. Cicero cursed again, then put his gun in his pocket and moved towards us with his rope. Tell your dog to shut up, said Mr. Cicero. I pretended to shout in French at the dog, but I was really talking to Kip in French. Mr. Cicero spoke some French and might understand, but I spoke as fast as I could and hoped for the best. In English, what I said would have been, when I count to three, grab this wood and jump into Miles Canyon. The undertow was terrible, but I figured we could ride the plank. Mr. Cicero shouted again. I told you to tell your dog to shut up. Don't make me shoot him. Okay, I said in English. It was time for our second move. With Mr. Cicero's gun stuck in his pocket, thanks to my first one. I looked at Kip, and together we counted to three in French. Un, deux, trois. Kip and I grabbed the board, and in one quick move, we jumped over the side. 
Mr. Cicero tried to get the gun out of his pocket, but he didn't have time. I felt his hand grab my shoulder as I went over, but he couldn't hold on. We hit the water hard and disappeared underneath. The water went through your clothes like a knife. It was so cold. I gasped immediately, and all the breath went out of me. The current flipped me around like a doll. I managed to hold on to the board and get back to the surface for a breath. But then the river threw us into the canyon wall, hard. Hitting the rock wall banged my hands loose. I saw the board bounce in a different direction. Kip reached out for me, and our hands touched, but just for a second. Then I was hurtling through the rapids, all by myself. Suddenly it was bright again, then just as suddenly everything was green and murky. The canyon's walls were gone. I tried to swim up to take another deep breath, but a swirling current grabbed my dress and I felt myself go under. I was trapped in the devil's punch bowl. I could feel the undertow currents grabbing at my skirt, pulling me down. I don't know how many times I went around. Each time, I would paddle desperately to the top and take a breath, then get pulled back underneath. Sometimes I could see the sun. Sometimes green, murky water. Other times just the black depths of the Yukon River. A skirt is a stupid thing to go through Miles Canyon in, I remember thinking. I was so tired. Each time I had more trouble getting back to the top for a breath. But the cold was even worse. It seemed to suck all the energy out of me. It was so cold it hurt before it went numb. I knew I was freezing to death, but everything just seemed dreamy. Don't go to sleep, I tried to shout to myself, but even underwater I could hardly find enough energy to open my eyes. I don't know what happened, but the next thing I remember was Kip shouting and dragging me out of the water. D'Artagnan was dripping wet and had my sweater in his mouth. I guess he pulled me out. Suddenly there was a bang. Something zipped through the trees. Then another bang. Bullets, shouted Kip. He's shooting at us. I couldn't move my legs. Kip said later that I just lay on the shore, not moving. He and D'Artagnan dragged me into the forest and the shooting stopped. D'Artagnan started licking me all over. I hugged him. He was so big and warm. Kip took off my soaking sweater and gave me his. My fingers and toes screamed with pain as they warmed up. It took forever. I don't know how long, but eventually Kip managed to get me to my feet. We snuck to the edge of the trees. Across the river, we could hear Mr. Cicero shouting at Blackball, but Blackball had run off. Stuck by himself, Mr. Cicero was having the worst tantrum I'd ever seen. Even worse than Eve when he was four years old. Mr. Cicero finally stomped his foot and threw his gun on the ground. We'd better find Sam Steele, said Kip, pulling my arm. We started walking, and when I could, running down Mr. Macaulay's tramway to Whitehorse.